Are you still, where are you at? Are you in California now or still Ohio? Still in, or I'm in California now. Right. In Ohio, I ate chicken wings. Oh, yeah. Every meal. Oh. Every meal, I ate chicken wings. And then I came to here, they don't have chicken wings. Wait, why did you? Why did it happen to all the chicken wings? So that's a, I, that's a sometimes food, as Cookie Monster would say. You would mm-hmm. you would think that you go to Ohio, the, uh, at least where my family is at in Toledo, they only have chicken wings. They okay. used to have more restaurants when I was a kid. They had like I don't know four, like you know, like four chicken wing restaurants per person, and yeah. now they have like fifty chicken wing restaurants per person. They're yeah. inescapable. This is what fucking Midwest besties is like. When you get three old boys, old dogs from the Midwest like us, (laughs) this is what it's like. It's all chicken wings and sports. The first time I took my wife to uh, to Toledo, Ohio, she's from California, expects a certain type of, you know, fresh vegetable delicacy. (laughs) And we, we were like, oh, where can we go, you know, that has some food that's not chicken wings? So my family takes her to uh, this kind of like steakhouse. I'm like, oh, it'll have veggies. And she uh, sees a broccoli salad uh, that's basted in butter. And she's like, hey, this, this sounds delicious. Could I get it steamed, though, instead of basted in butter? And they're like, oh, no, it comes in the butter bag. <laughs> comes in the butter bag? Hachimachi. That's so rad. God, this is a good country. This is a good country. Ohio's a good In state. In a good country, there's a butter bag. <laughs> Vegetables. Justin McElroy, and I don't know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I don't know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I'm a Rolling Stone. Yeah, how come all of our <laughs> pseudo rest fresh chicks that we started to do also were Bob Dylan a little bit? Mm. Yeah, it was a little bit Bob. Hello and welcome to Besties, where we profile the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. Russ is in here, so I'm going to tell you, it's like a book club that goes all year long, <laughs> except it's about video games, and it's about friendship, and it's about growing as people. Um, I, uh, I, I'm so excited to be here with you. I do miss Russ Frustick, kind of the heart and more of a mascot of the Besties, and <laughs> it does feel like uh, something of a loss with it's him a, not he's here. He's the spine of the show, but a, but a, not a great, but not a like very super healthy spine. A fragile, fragile baby spine. Um, yeah, so this is the Besties, and I'm I'm so excited to be here w- with you all. We are going to do kind of a little bit of a grab bag. We're going to talk about some a, a slightly larger release, and then we'll get into some other other stuff. Um, it's going to be an exciting episode. That's what I'll say it. We're going to be talking about Near Replicant. We're going to talk about Clap Hands Golf. We're going to talk about Subnautica Below Zero. In fact, let's start there. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts. And you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages. Sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Now, I talked about this one in February. You did? Because uh, it is, yeah, because it has been in early access for right. a long time. A while. Yeah. I mean, it's been in access, early access for a good long time. And um, I guess this is, is this the full release now at this point? Usually that's the kind of thing Russ knows. I'm pretty Do sure. You guys know yeah, that? this this is the, the 1.0. Well, I don't, I'm not sure the version number, but this is the full release. Uh, it's the, coming out on Switch. So you know that Nintendo would not mess around. They say, yeah. give us your best or give us your nothing. Right. And they gave yeah. them something. I've actually, what, this is actually a good launch, launch pad. What version have, has everybody been playing? Because I've been playing Switch because it's like the only type of video games, for the most part, I can play right now with a, with a newborn. Yeah, I've been playing Switch mm-hmm. too. How about you, Justin? Yeah, I was on the uh, uh, on the personal computer. Okay, um, so we got a little bit of that perspective. That's where I started. Weirdly, um, none of my I had played this for a good chunk before. None of my progress had sort of saved. Huh. Uh, so oh. that yeah, okay. well, disappointing. Justin, but for people who missed the February episode, can you give us kind of a summary of what the game is? Sure. So if you met, Subnautica original Subnautica was very much of a wave, if you will, of these like survival adventures. Um, I guess you could say it started with it kind of started with Minecraft, but really sort of more started with Rust. You had Don't Starve. You had, I guess, Ark. You would count Ark is one like, for sure. Wave um, and, and long and dark. Other, there's yeah yeah yeah. yeah. There's been a bunch. Um, so, you know, there, there was this big, the big rush of these survival games, and this is definitely one of those. Um, and Subnautica Below Zero is a sequel to that. Um, if you've played the original, uh, you know, you know, it's uh, largely about sort of like exploring an underwater world, collecting resources and food and, and stuff like that, that you need to survive. Um, in, in Subnautica Below Zero, the upper world, the surface world, is a bit more of a factor. Um, there's new equipment, new gear, new new stuff like that, new story to explore. Um, but y- you are it's it's frigid, so like um, when you're on land, temperature is constantly a factor uh, rather than oxygen, which is the big deal when you are uh, under the sea. Uh, but that's Subnautica Below Zero. How to grab you guys? What do you think? I didn't get into the original. Subnautica. Um, I, I I don't know that I have a huge appetite for this genre, for the survival genre, which is to say the you're dropped into a world with nothing and you're hungry and thirsty and here's a stick and make it sharper so that you can fulfill your uh, your hierarchy of needs a little bit easier than you could, you know, an hour mm-hmm. ago. Uh, mm-hmm. That is maybe a very simplistic reduction of, of what the, the genre is about, but I, I didn't... I just really bumped up real hard against the original Subnautica. Uh, and I definitely took a much larger bite out of Below Zero, honestly, because it's on the Switch, um, which I will say at the top, the performance on the Switch is not great. It's so hard to make a, a, an evaluation of that because like, it's a huge open world game that... You know, it looks very vibrant, but the frame rate is pretty bad, and also it crashes pretty frequently, and also doesn't auto save. Which one is... one one big caveat though: we are playing a build from February. At oh, least it's when not... when when it opens, yeah, the the, the pre release build when it opens says like. February something. Well, I I've been playing since an update that oh. says April on it, and okay. and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's I haven't. I guess I did play most of my time on that February build, but I mean the 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 frame rate, the performance issues are definitely still there. I I yeah. don't know about the crashing issues, but regardless, there is no auto save in the game, which is like completely. I I literally lost my entire save because I just didn't save my game because it's 2021, and you know. I just have become accustomed to not having to do that. Yeah. So I played for probably six or seven hours and then the game crashed and I was like, oh shit. And then I went in and there was no load or no continue because I, I just hadn't saved. So that was that was disappointing. Um, but that said, I kind of get Subnautica now. This was the one that made me kind of understand. It kind of made me want to go back and play the original Subnautica because it's just kind of chill to explore the ocean. Like it's just, it's kind of cool to just kind of build a you know a sea truck and gas it up and just go on a little excursion and see what you can find and see like what kind of 
discoveries you can make. Uh, and when I stopped treating it like a a hunt for the critical path, I I found that I really actually enjoyed Subnautica Below Zero quite a bit, um, despite the mm. the performance issues. Yeah, I I wish I was playing on PC, not because of the performance issues, I which I I didn't have a ton of trouble with, um, but kind of going off of what Griffin was saying. It's a vibe game. Like, it's a game where I, I really want to feel like I'm in this space. Right. Um, I want to look as beautiful as possible. And I I don't play this sort of game for the, okay, incremental personal growth of skills. Um, if, you, if that's really what you dig, yeah, go ahead and play it on Switch. But if you're wanting it to be like, oh, I'm in a new underwater world, um, it, it definitely felt to me like, okay, I'm swimming around a blue haze and yeah. there are like brown smudges on the ground and i need to like kind of poke at all of them to see if they're items i can collect yeah it, it, i had to th- there's an ex- uh, just a pro tip if you do play on switch there's uh there are several accessibility options and one of them is highlight interactive objects in like bright orange which for sure throws the vibe off a little bit right it, uh, but on switch it's like Necessary. Almost necessary because it the the it's not quite crisp enough for you to tell like which rocks are just kind of background objects and which rocks are ones you can smash open to try and get copper ore. Um, so yeah, that's that that is something I definitely had to turn on. But just, Justin, how was it on on PC for you? Um, um, I had it was not bad. Um, I did have a surprising number of like getting stuck in the environment is like fairly common and you can usually sort of like wiggle your way out of it. Um, you know, that, that'll, that'll move, but like, uh, surprisingly common. One thing I'll say is like the story stuff feels much more fleshed out than the last time I played it, which is cool. Um, I had a lot of problems in the first one with like, uh, there are places where you'll you'll like unlock a beacon mm-hmm. that shows you like here's a place to go to swim to and it's like narratively unlocked um, and it sort of guides your progression. The first time I played, I had a lot of problems with those not triggering and just like not knowing where to go next. Um, that is not as much of a problem here. Um, no, there's beacons uh, at I'm probably nine to ten hours in at this point, and I had to like turn off. Like fifteen beacons because it's uh, there's so many different objectives that I could go and and swim to, uh, to most of which are sort of story story centric. Um, that I had to start like clicking those off because it was just it cluttered up the uh, already pretty limited real estate on this on the switch screen. Yeah, it was uh that was better this time. Uh, I will say, uh, and this is like, I mean, you could say this is kind of playing into not as bad as Griffin's situation. And you could say this is like user error and, and you are partially right. But like I had a, a pretty long play session yesterday and I had to run and do something else. And I closed the game out without really like processing what I was seeing on the screen. Right. And it said like, I, I was just like kind of closing. I saw the thing pop up, but it's like, it's been an hour since something, something and I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. Like, because I'm very used to modern games, and they're like, we're not going to let you lose your progress. Like, we'll yeah. save for you. It's fine. And I closed without really processing that because I was in a hurry. My kids were, were fighting or something. And, like, I shut it down and ran in the next room. And, like, I realized, like, as I was walking in the next room, like, I just deleted everything I just did in the past hour. Like, I mean, it's it's inexcusable. I mean, like, honestly, the, the, the save, the way the saves are handled currently, the lack of an autosave is, like, it's bad. Inexcusable. And for a game like this where it's like things are supposed to matter, right? Like there's supposed to be consequences for what you're doing. The idea that you wouldn't just save that regularly seems so bad to me. Like it's bad. There's, bad, bad, There's bad. a mod that came out very quickly on the PC version. I think for the original Subnautica 2, which I don't believe had autosave either, that adds autosave to the game. So if you are uh, one to modify your PC games, you can modify autosave yeah. into it. There's a, there's a, a um, I learned about this while Googling why doesn't this game have autosave. There's a, there's a class of gamer that thinks that autosaves is for babies and that if you don't save your game, then what's wrong with you? You got to save your game. And that's such a buckwild position to take in a, 
I don't know, a, an entire medium where autosaving is in 99% of the games that come out. Yeah. It feels like I, I can understand there being a mechanical reason for you to not include autosaves in your game, right? Like you don't want to screw over the player by trapping them in some sort of unsurvivable situation. And you could conceivably do that in Subnautica, but there's also lots of ways around that that lots of video game developers have figured out. Um, it's just, yeah, it is it is a... The, the worst thing about this game for me is how much progress I lost uh, on the Switch version with the crashes and, and there not, not being any autosave. It sucks. Yeah. Some uh, I I so I didn't have much exposure to the original Subnautica, so I want to talk about like what's cool about this game to me. Uh, I really dig the like base building stuff. Uh, one of the first tools that you build again, you drop into this world with nothing. You collect metal to build a knife, to collect you know things to build rubber, to build X, Y, and Z, um, and eventually that evolves into base building, where like you can build solar panels to power your base and power all these different. Uh, appliances like a water filtration device that gives you water and the salt that it filters out of it and all of that stuff like I really really dug that um, because it condenses down the sort of whole idea of the survival genre into I'm going to build a very very functional place that's going to allow me to skip over a lot of the uh, the bullshit of of survival games like my hunger meter and thirst meter, which there's a mode where you can play without those, which I you absolutely I, as somebody who's played a lot of both of these games, you absolutely should. Yeah, do it that. adds it nothing. Is, yeah, the hunger and thirst adds literally nothing to the game. I I I. I mean, it's just like, do you like swimming around and catching fish? Like, if you do, then like absolutely for go it. for it. But like. I, I, I turned it off. It's very nice. Um, you have a scanner. It's like the first one of the first tools that you build. And what's cool about it is you find these other installations, usually these doomed like facilities, and you go in there with your your scanner and it's a bonanza of things that you can scan, whether it's like appliances, like I said, like the, the water filtration device, or uh, here are some thermal generators that you can place on vents down at the bottom of the ocean to create like tons of energy, or here's like a whole new room design for you to scan and add it. Like collecting those to like flesh out my base was the hook for me. Like that was the thing I got really into. And I built a base that I think is pretty radical. Um, I will say I don't, after I finished that base, I kind of stopped playing because I felt like the story wasn't pulling me along a whole lot. And once I had this like awesome setup that could have very easily pulled me through the rest of the game, like I, I don't know, I felt like, well, now what do I do? do with it like it felt like a kind of shallow experience a bit more once once i sort of collected all those carrots that were in front of me on the stick to kind of put a bow on this one because i know we have so many other games to talk about for folks who are listening to this who are into this sort of game it's worth like saying i think this is a good version it's a good one yeah game like i i I think it's like not really our specific thing maybe justin likes it a little bit more but I do, I do like it quite a bit. Yeah, I don't think after I lost an hour, I'll never play it again. But like, yeah. I liked when I was playing it. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I, this is different than like some games where like, hey, this this game straight up just is not great and not pleasurable. This game is, is a solid game. It just didn't click with us. I don't think. Um. Anyway, time to talk about a game that did click with us. New Replicant. Everybody played it. Everybody here on the call has finished it. You all oh, loved man. it. You did. You did all nah, five nah, endings, nah, nah, right? Nah, nah. All five endings. No, 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 no. Oh, um, no, no yeah, no. this the original near ruined me as a games journalist. Yeah, and actually drove me out of the space completely. So like, <laughs> I have a pretty hard time even talking about this. But that's fair. Is the, I, it Justin is you not being able to fish in near your eating a banana with the peel still on it. Is that like what you know, Griffin? That's like a hundred percent. Like, if the comparison you're making is like. Very, 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 very small part of a very, very, very long journalism career, but it's the only thing that 99% of people know about you, then yes, 100%. Um, you know, this game rules, and I think we spoke about it very briefly, but I, I really can't recommend it to either of you. I, I okay, don't... no, listen, I'm in a, I'm in a huge JRPG-like place right now uh, i've been yeah. replaying a lot of like older ones and like i have i have a uh, middle of the night time to like you know remote play stuff on my phone 
Uh, so like, I have a place in my heart open for, I, I think I have a place in my heart open for Near Replicant. I just don't know jack shit about it. Let, let me contextualize this a little bit, Chris, before you start talking, because okay. I want to, I want to, uh, so we can level the playing field and sort of color what you're going to say, uh, <laughs> uh, or what information you choose to relay. Sure. How's that? The, I, th- I was so deep in the paint on Near Automata. You know this, we've talked about it. I played, got every ending, like I adored that game. Near in my memory, and again, it's been a decade uh, since I played it initially, um, it, it, I found it to be basically like borderline petulant in its disregard for the player's time. Like in its in its absolute like unwillingness to consider that your time has value and worth that should be respected. That was my big problem uh, with, with the original Near um, that I thought was like, handled so much better in near automata in a way that like i don't know light years ahead the fishing was just a small example but anyway that was my that was my near problem how does that how is that how has that evolved it hasn't really i i would say that's still cool, cool, true cool, cool, cool. um i mean near replicant even going back to it this is a true remake minus a thing that i will talk about in a moment and we'll make sure to like put a big spoiler warning ahead of um but Near Replicant is just a rough draft for Automata. Like, that's how it feels going back to it. So many of the ideas that are there are then done better in Automata. The multiple endings is the perfect example, and I think it's what Justin's talking about, of, like, valuing your time. In Automata, you play through the game one time, uh, and then you play through it a second time, and you get the perspective of a different character, and that's probably the most repetitive round. But all the other endings after that are just new campaigns. Like, they're just entirely new stuff. In Replicant, that's not the case. You are replaying a good chunk of the game over and over and over and getting very little difference. Um, And the difference that does exist... I, I, you know what? We're going to talk about, like, minor spoilers here that are going into these endings. So I'm just... If you want to skip ahead to the next section, it's probably going to be, like, five minutes. But the second playthrough is, like oh, it turns out that you're the bad guy. <laughs> like, you, it's the exact same stuff, but you get a little bit more of a cutscene where you realize the people that you're going in and slaughtering are, like, just hanging out, and you're effectively, like, busting into a birthday party um, with your katana and, and ruining the day. Um, and you get that pretty quickly, but you just do it over and over and over again. And at the time when Nier originally came out, I think that was, like, pretty inventive, I mean, this was a period when people thought Spec Ops the line was profound. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, we've come a long way, baby. Um, and it doesn't quite hit as well. That said, the game itself is still fun. And if you're, like, a person like me who just likes seeing how things evolve, like, hey, here's how games grow and become more interesting, it's a blast. Also, it does a lot of cool things. Like... It, like Automata, it is constantly playing with genre. So about five hours in, you're in kind of like a Resident Evil ripoff. And then a few hours later, you're in like a Diablo ripoff. And it's using all these different genres to kind of commentate on itself and video games. And I mm-hmm. love that about Yokotaro's work that I think he's one of the best video game critics working today. He just happens to be doing it with video games. Um, that said... The game itself, all the quests and stuff, is very MMO. So maybe, Griffin, it'll click with you. Because, like, if you're looking for a game to just, like, grind on, it feels real good, and you can just, like, pick at it endlessly. I would be going for all endings had I not, and here's, again, uh, making a bad use of your time, you only actually replay the second half of the game for each ending. But you have to get all of the swords in the first half to achieve the final true ending. So if you made that mistake of not getting all the swords in the first half, you will never get the final true ending, which is an entire new ending they made just for this remake. So good. I, I had I had a tab open to like purchase this for like remote download on my PlayStation and I just when you said that I just quietly closed <laughs> well if you hadn't made my mistake because <laughs> just like okay I reviewed right. it, it I 
I didn't know that I should get all the swords, right? And like, if I was playing it again, I would. You've been playing video games your entire life. You You get get all the the swords, swords. Chris. You get all the swords. Well, two things: it's so much money, and two, it really wasn't clear to me that I wouldn't be able to go back and buy those swords. I, 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 I mean, this is such a silly thing to say out loud. That said, I watched the final ending. Um, which I think is like an hour. Uh, and it rules. It's so good. I'm so mad that I will never get to play it. And there's part yeah. of me that's like, oh, surely they'll release like a cheat code or something. They won't. Just like they did with Automata. If you really want to see the ending, you either have to watch it on YouTube or you have to earn it. Um, and there's part of me that respects that. There's also some a part of me that's like super bummed I will never get to play this huge chunk of one of my favorite video game series that like that sucks well that and you gotta get into final fantasy 14 with me bud and play that play that raid oh man uh this I, is the yeah. year man this is the year 14 baby <laughs> uh this seems like i i don't know that i can hang with near with uh a i i talked about playing jrpgs but the idea of replaying another that same j the idea of replaying chrono trigger again now just to get another ending out of it sounds like uh, po- poison to to me. Um, <laughs> but the good thing is it's short. Like I, I think you're only replaying like you know seven to ten hours or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty. That's one Resident Evil eight approximately <laughs> that, in my, that's, in my that's book. True. That's true. Um, hey, do we need to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. This episode of the Best Thieves is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so. You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now... You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockamoney.com slash besties another great break um hey you mentioned resident evil and you summed up the ghosts of resident evil and we talked about it extensively last week i just want to say i finished me it too and i'm 
pretty sure it's yeah, it's it's goatee so far. It's goatee at this point. And I know it's mid May. There's still time. It's gonna be a weird year though. So I don't, I don't know. know what it's competing with so far. I don't know what it's gonna compete with. It is very good. We should do a full spoiler episode. I think on that game. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't that. know. People seem to like the last one. I'll just say, like, it's like absolutely fucking peak of the series. Outstanding. I mean, it's outstanding, and the the idea and it stays outstanding the entire time in new in interesting ways. Uh, I I loved it. Like I I it's rarely I can like endorse a game with this much enthusiasm. I don't care if you like horror games or action games or or whatever. You will love this game. There were parts like, of this game towards the back half that I was literally cackling, like in my office, like seeing what they were doing. Like it's 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 incredible. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, I love it, uh, Griffin. Yeah, yeah I, I have a question for you. Please. I've never played the Mass Effect games. Yes, because I only like good games. Right. Um, but I've That's heard that, that there are people. True. Are you? Yeah, who have bad taste. Um, <laughs> can you tell me about Mass Effect One and why? Why should I give it a chance? Yeah, first I want you to tell me more about how you replayed Nier a uh, hundred <laughs> times and, and then okay. fucked up because you okay. didn't get all the swords. Yeah, um, that's fair. So, yeah, Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out, which is, I genuinely, you know, I'm pretty unplugged, I would say, especially over the last two months where I've been um, trying to get a small person to sleep unsuccessfully for 24 hours a day. Uh, and I didn't even realize, I guess, that this was... A thing that was coming out so soon, it is all three games, all three Mass Effect games, all the DLC for all the games, uh, and they look better, and that, I would say that upgrade is the most sort of prevalent in the original Mass Effect, which I actually wrapped up this morning. Um, one thing to to know about the Mass Effect series is that Mass Effect 1 is, like, very, uh, a very sort of primitive version of what they accomplish even in mass effect 2 mass effect 2 is right juice like leagues better like so much oh, better yeah, than the original mass no, effect. not even close uh, the original mass effect has like pretty bad pacing issues it had uh it felt bad to play like the gunplay felt bad there are these <laughs> long sequences where you're in a uh a, a rover called a mako that you go around these like unbearably long sort of tracks on on planets just like shooting at the same two bad guys over and over again like it's it, it has some issues and those pacing issues have not necessarily been fixed in in the original mass effect but uh it looks a lot better uh and it the most important thing is that it plays so much better i've seen uh comparison footage of like what using a sniper rifle in the original mass effect looks like and it's just like a drunkard like waving all over the place and the guns don't look or sound <laughs> especially good and it's just really unsatisfying uh i finished the original mass effect this morning after just kind of rushing through it um and it was kind of fun like the pacing issues are definitely still there, but I had more fun just kind of blowing away Geth like over and over again. Um, one thing I will say is that you can skip Mass Effect 1 uh, because when you make a new character going into Mass Effect 2, it basically shows you a visual novel, like a, a, a comic book style uh, um, summary of Mass Effect 1 that allows you to make all of the major plot decisions that you make in Mass Effect 1. I would, if you've never played the series, I would fully vouch for that because while I enjoyed Mass Effect 1 more this playthrough, I was mostly just spinning it looking forward to finishing so I could get to Mass Effect 2 where I think, I think Mass Effect 2 is the best of the, the, of the, of the series. Um, you, are, you are losing a little bit of context. If you have not played them, like play Mass Effect 1. Like don't. I will say it also took me about six hours to burn through the critical path of Mass Effect 1. Oh, on, really? On yeah, I mean, I, I did it on casual mode because I just wanted the continuity of the save going into the two games that I actually care about. Yeah. I uh, didn't do like any of the side quests. I just like pushed. What through, did you play it on? Uh, PC. Uh and yeah personal computer the personal computer uh, device uh for steam by way of origin because it's the future and it's bad um but yeah i, I literally finished it this morning i've been remote playing on my phone with the backbone controller which uh is still the mvp and uh i've uh yeah i enjoy my time I, with it but i'm really looking forward to two so yeah. i really want that to appear on uh whatever 
Xbox calls it, it's like Xbox Cloud Game Pass, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I can that is where I I feel like I could see myself playing this. But I don't know if there are other people out there like me. This game had such bad word of mouth <laughs> for me, despite it being a very beloved game. All when the, one the series out, or Mass Effect One, kind of like as a as a collection, because the first yeah. one came out and people were like, all the problems that you said, it's not there. Whatever, they'll make a sequel and it will be good. The sequel came out and it just landed at the wrong time for me. The sequel was the game that got all the praise. I played the right. beginning. Seth Green is there. I went to a big, generic-looking space place after a pretty cool-looking intro. Uh, didn't oh have God, time. I forgot Seth Green's in it. Yeah, Ugh, fantastic. And then Mass Effect 3 came out, and that was like a whole kerfuffle. People, hey, I, I'm excited to relitigate Mass Effect 3 because I feel like now that I know what it does, I wonder if I will enjoy it a, a bit more. Should we have... I feel like we should do a Mass Effect... Like I'll play it. Holistic Mass Effect episode. I feel like I should fill that... I'd pool. love to go back. Yeah. It occupies a really interesting space, especially now that we know kind of what Bioware does. Like, playing the Mass Effect series, especially after Inquisition, uh, is like... I don't know. It's fascinating to to see how it kind of fits into Bioware's now kind of weird legacy. Uh, I never played Andromeda, so I, I'm probably missing a great deal of context there too. But um, I think it's a I think it's a rad package. Like I think it's a a I think it's a series that everybody should should try. And with all the DLC, there's some great DLC. The uh, Lair of the Shadow Broker for I think it's Mass Effect Two is like so good and i'm really really uh yeah i'm really looking forward to to playing playing that one again so yeah i'm gonna give it a try and maybe we can do an episode uh during the slow days of the summer i think it'd be fun um good idea can we should we talk about clap hands golf because yeah that's that's another one i'm excited about okay i i know that resident evil 8 is is your goatee justin but i think clap hands golf deserves a seat at the table for this conversation Clap Hands Golf is effectively the spiritual sequel to the Hot Shots Golf franchise that uh, originated on PlayStation consoles. Now it is available in Apple Arcade. I was skeptical of it because any game that is, I don't know, kind of going for a console game vibe on Apple, uh, on, on smartphones in general, I just, I don't know. I'm I'm just inherently skeptical of it. Uh, it I don't expect that type of gaming on this. And what a what a bad idea on my part because this feels as like feature rich as like any game I would play on Switch. Um, the way it works is it is golf but short, uh, so you're not playing 18 holes. You're gradually accumulating a, a team of golfers, and you can only use one golfer per hole. Um, so you might like do a round of like three holes, and you'd have three golfers, or six holes, and you'd have six. Um, and as you like win tournaments you get points that unlock more tournaments and more characters it's a very familiar but satisfying loop um the art design is beautiful um yeah it really cool cartoon aesthetic uh i'm really excited for mario golf speed rush or whatever it's called yeah there was a trailer if, if you there's a trailer at home it. missed it there's a trailer where they announced that it would have a a proper adventure mode with like rpg leveling up stats and stuff like that which yes. is like what all i've wanted from the treasure uh mario sports games since the fucking game boy advance era but i'll say this going off the trailers for mario golf Clap hands looks better visually. Like mm. the 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 mm. the courses, I don't know. They look more intentional. I think that might be though because they're very different games. From what I can tell from this new Mario Golf, it's kind of playing with like open world stuff on top yeah. of being a golf game. It's a so lot more might... about running between holes. Like there's a speed stat for how you run, and it's, it's yeah, which is could be cool. It seems like yeah. they got some super stick man golf like race mode stuff going on, which is cool. But might also explain why the courses have to look a little right simpler. Um, but yeah, I, it, uh, Griffin, I know you've been playing it too. What have yes. you been thinking? Uh, I, I I fell off of it. I love the Hot Shots golf games. Like I have always loved them, all the way back to I think the first one I played was on the PSP or maybe PS Vita, uh, and it was like that yeah. was my fucking road dog. I put uh, I think it was the PS Vita. I put 
over 100 hours into that game. And it's what got me into, like, I love golf games. I love the, like, three-tap golf games of any of any stripe, which is notable because they get rid of that for this. Uh, you, usually By three-tap, I mean you hit a button to start the meter, you hit it again to, like, select your power, and then you have to, like, time it out right with that third tap so that your shot goes straight. Uh, this uses a touch interface where you slide your finger back to like ready the power and you can kind of angle it left or right to put a hook on it and then you have to swipe it up in order to like execute the shot which takes a lot of getting used to I will say and I did not care for it until I sort of learned that you know you don't have to swipe super duper duper hard you don't determine power by how quickly you swipe Um, and once I kind of came to grips with that I started to do very well and enjoyed it I don't like the team-based aspect of it uh, the last game that Clap Hands, which is H-A-N-Z, in case you look for this game later, uh, the last game they made was Everybody's Golf. Uh, there may have been a number on it, but it was for uh, PS4, I think. And that one was you created a golfer. With the, We did a monster factory on it. Like You could fully customize them and level them up and get them gear and do all this stuff, but you were funneling all of your attention and, and progression and stuff into one character and... I didn't. It didn't grab me doing that for this roster of characters who you level up through twenty different levels, and you can ex- increase that level cap for each character if you just keep playing over and over and over again like that. I don't know. It wasn't as compelling to me as just having my single character that I leveled up. I think if that was in the game, I would still be playing it. Yeah. I, if if it was a little bit more like everybody's golf, I would I would never put this game down because it's fun as hell. Mm. Yeah. Weirdly, I've really enjoyed the team aspect of it. And I can't tell if it's all in my head. The the stats for the characters aren't especially visible, uh, except for like how far they can drive the ball. Um so I don't know if all the characters are actually different. Um, or if it is like uh, M&M's where I'm like, well, obviously the green ones are the best. <laughs> no, they, um, they are different. They have like different specialties. Like these ones are good at uh, bunker shots and this one's good in the rough. But it's like really tough to know like, well, I know I'm going to land in the bunker on this one. So I better bring my bunker guy. Yeah. And it's like I'm weirdly more confident with certain types of shots with some like um, right. the hook shots that you're talking about. There's one character that like every time I try one, it is a disaster. And there's another character that. Basically, anytime I'm just outside of the green, I can chip in and not nail the hole, but like get very close. So I, there must be something going on behind it, or it is really like golf, a confidence game. Um, like I just feel better with my swing with uh, with previous successes. Yeah. But yeah, if if you're using Apple Arcade, definitely check it out. I I have to imagine it'll come to like Switch or other stuff eventually. That seems to be the path for a lot of Apple Arcade stuff um, that it has like, you know, like a six month exclusive. Um, And I hope it does. Um, I would love to have it on on Switch too. But that said, I don't know. I really have like taken to these touch controls. So I don't know if I would actually, I don't know if I would prefer the kind of like three button uh, moving forward. But yeah, Yeah. if, if you have it, check it out. Hey, let's uh, let's help some readers. Okay, cool. Uh, so real quick, uh, I asked people for some recommendations since we are doing a grab bag episode. Uh, we'll let readers help us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, here's here's two of them. One from Jeremy. Uh, I've really been enjoying Retrofit Studios Retro Mania. It's a super old school arcade wrestling with a fun story. Um, I've seen this come across my timeline a few times, and I really need to check it out. And then uh, from Shelby. Uh, Cozy Grove was a lovely game I picked up. The art style is charming, and if you're looking for something that won't make a, take a lot of time, but will give a lot back, check it out. Also, the Mass Effect remaster, obviously. Um, a number of people recommended Cozy Grove, which kind of has a indie Animal Crossing vibe mixed with, like, uh, I don't know, what that kind of point-and-click hidden object type of game. Yeah. Uh, and now, questions uh, from Cameron. Any games that you loved the idea of but knew that you would prefer playing later, months or years later, for whatever reason, like either personally not ready for it or the game wasn't up to par for you yet? Can you all think of anything like that? I mean, a ton right now. Uh, yeah. Because I'm not not a joke and like I know nobody likes hearing people complain about uh, how 
exhausted they are with their children, but my, <laughs> my, uh, my baby doesn't sleep. And so there's a whole bunch of games that like, I, I don't know any game that is, uh, I'm surprised I managed to finish, uh, Resident Evil eight. I think it helped that it's actually a pretty short game, uh, surprisingly short, uh, that I managed to get through that. But, but there's a lot of twitchy, uh, stuff that I, I just can't, I just can't, I, I cannot do right now. Uh, I also, I mentioned Final Fantasy fourteen earlier, they've like revealed a bunch of stuff about the new expansion that comes out later this year, uh, which takes place on the moon and it looks rad as hell. And there's a ton of stuff that I kind of want to do in that game to like catch up and, uh, be, be ready for it whenever it drops. But there is no way I can play an MMO or any on destiny Two. Also, like I would love to get back into destiny Two and check out this new season. And I've heard some great stuff about some of the stuff they've added, but like, I can't. I play games now in five minute increments before yeah. I have to like do something right. else. And that's not uh, conducive, I would say to an online video game at this, at this moment. I feel like Returnal is kind of like that for me. Although that's maybe more like, I think it will get better. Yeah. I really, I think, I think my hope is, and it's hard because it's not necessarily like a live game or whatever, where there's this huge impetus to keep improving it. But I feel like they got something that's like so close to great um, that I'd, I'd really love to see them like. I, that's one I'd love to like hop back in when I have a little bit more patience and and it is a little bit more like accommodating. I guess would be the word that I would use. Yeah, uh, mine was I can't remember if we've talked about this before, but I bought Demon Souls when it came out on PS3 and kept it in the wrapper and said that I would play it once I quit my job. PS3 or, or PS5? PS3. Yeah, a you long know time that ago. they. You know that they. No, I sorry. It. This is this is in the past. Oh, many okay, many okay. years ago, I bought this game when it came out, and I um yeah, I said I would play it when I quit or got fired. Um, uh, I I got fired, <laughs> and then I had to like just scrimmage for like freelance money, so I didn't have time for it. Uh, I got a job. And then I've been working a version of that job ever since. So I never actually had time and just never opened it. Um, so I ended up, yeah, playing it on PS5 before I ever could play the PS3 version. But I, I yeah, I, I, there was something about that game that just always was so intimidating and big um, that I felt like I, I couldn't make time for it, which is hilarious to me now for the same reason that you're talking about, Griffin, where it's like, I had so much time back then. What was I it's, thinking? Yeah, I had endless time. I could have I could have played it, but, it, you know, perspective is everything. Um, right. One more quick question. I'll just read HRTGPRK. Um, what game ending have you found the most satisfying? Subnautica has, to me, the most satisfying ending of any game I've played all the way through. Specifically, uh, I won't say what happens, because maybe people are wanting to avoid spoilies. Um, they actually just really I think they just released the original Subnautica on Switch, also. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, all, it's there. So, I, I kind of don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will not say that then. Um, uh, y'all have an uh, ending that really clicked for you? What's comes uh, from- Brothers is the <sighs> one that I still, like, Brothers is, is, like, best, like, final beats, final act, whatever. Brothers, like, is, is such a fucking slam dunk. Uh, weird that dude has not been able to recapture that in, in uh, following it, but uh, fucking... He- Fantastic. I mean, like that's that's probably my top go to. Um, man, I I have such mixed feelings about uh, Last of Us Two, but when I think about games that have like stuck with me and and the sort of boldness of their endings and and how that has has stuck with me, like that's for me kind of the gold standard. And that's not even saying like it's so good as much as it is like I don't know the choices they made were so wild that I I can't help but think about it uh and i mean resident evil 8 is so good also i feel like um yeah. yeah i don't know you can also give a big a big and i mean we've given it plenty of credit but here but hades uh does a really good job of giving you an ending that is most satisfying yeah. and makes you want to like keep playing hades yeah i i love the end of that game i'd also put uh death stranding here if you're the type of person you can get to it. No one's ever yeah, beat if, that, if, though. If, if, <laughs> so if, theoretical. Uh, and then for uh, for everybody else, 
there's a game called You Have to Burn the Rope. Um, you should Google it. I, I promise you have oh, enough time yeah. to play this game. But it has a great ending. Um, and you can like play it over your lunch break. Uh, yeah. God, that's old yeah, school. I know. That goes way back. That's a good one, though. Uh, does that have the song in it? Yeah. Is that the one with the song? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Okay. yeah. God, that was like a joystick thing. That was a we long like time ago, yeah. yeah. Um, um, any, other, any other stuff y'all been playing this week? No. No? I don't think uh, yeah, so. Yeah, same. No. I, I, we talked about so no. much stuff. Uh, so many games. We, we don't have um, uh, answer for y'all about what next week is. It's going to be a little bit of a surprise. But we'll let you know on Twitter at the Besties Pod as yes. soon as we have an answer for you. I, I a few people asked us for a Resident Evil Village spoiler episode. Um, might might give a little more we did time. Have Resident Evil Village spoil second half. I guess we do have a second half of the game to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe that'll be next week, or maybe we'll give some more time for people to finish it. But we will keep you posted. Anything else, Justin? Yes. Nope. Uh, well, people can follow us on Twitter. Yeah. At the Besties Pod, if they want to yeah. do that, that'd be really nice. I want to subscribe and like review the show, help other people find it. That would be very nice of you. Um, we we would really appreciate you doing that. Um, I uh, uh, we we do appreciate being here, though. We appreciate you spending this time with us and uh, enjoying our presence. If you go to McElroyMerch.com, you can find a Besties shirt. Hey. if you want to show everybody. Did you see the Twitter poll? Did you see the blowout? The fresh, fresh to cut just. Smothered, destroyed. Yeah, people want destroyed. that. Video people game are ready for so bad. No, I'm surprised I mentioned missed it because it's like my fetish is watching us <laughs> get destroyed. Okay, hey, that's it. There's no more show, and we have no more. Uh, we have nothing yeah. for you, so please leave, but then come back in a week, and uh, be sure to join <laughs> us again next time for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Steve.